Good afternoon, listeners. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. This is episode 589. I think I titled it Looking for a Bathroom. Appropriately enough. Um, before we uh, end the show talking about our support for the Ukraine and its fight against the Russians, I wanted to talk about a thing I observed over the years, and this is just an observation, obviously, that when people are out at a restaurant or a department store, which I can see where a department store would be difficult, people seem to have a very difficult time finding where restrooms are. You know, they just give up so quickly. They'll just look around. If they don't see it apparently there, then they'll just say, well, do you have any restrooms here? Yeah. Yeah, I I look at them when they say something like that. Restrooms, that would be a good idea. You know, we do have a lot of people leaving after drinking several beers because we neglected to add uh, that to our architectural designs. You know, a restroom. Indoor, you mean indoor restroom? That would be great. So, when I go out, I'll look around for a little while. Now, I am not immune to not finding the bathroom, but almost every time I go out, I think about where would a bathroom door be? I know that's the kitchen door when I see a swinging door with a small round window. Or when they say door opens out, there's all sorts of, and if there's a kick plate on the bottom for servers that come in with, you know, heavy trays and stuff that people that have their hands full don't have the ability, you know, if they're holding a heavy bus pan or a heavy tray, sometimes they can't grab a handle. So they have kick plates. And they're on the bottom of the doors. You can tell that's the kitchen. You know the door you came in because that's the one you just came in. Now, if you look for hallways and alcoves going off to nowhere, that could be another room there. That's what I would do. Oh, that's, that's another room there. So that could be a bathroom. And I always pride myself on finding the bathroom without asking anybody, where's your bathroom around here? Do you have a bathroom? No, no, don't ask that. Do you have a bathroom? Where's the bathroom located? No, no, I give it a college college try. A really concerted effort. But I don't walk around. No, I don't go and walk the perimeter. I'll just stand up, look around. I'll see people, workers coming out of one door with food. I'll assume that's not the bathroom, even not seeing the characteristic kick plate or round door or door opening out or anything like that. I'll I'll know if there's workers coming out with food. Or at least I hope that when food's coming out of a room that's unmarked, that that's the kitchen and not a surreptitious bathroom. People act like sometimes when they go out like they're in an escape room. And they're looking for clues. You don't have to get clues on where to find the bathroom. And it's an arduous journey for some people. 
it's a, you know, they say, well, it's not there. It's not there. That's the kitchen. See, where I work, and I should draw a diagram, but I have a rectangular shaped bar, which at one end of the rectangle, if the rectangle was a clock, right? And the head of the bar was facing the door. The thinner, one of the thinner sides of the rectangle. And the other thinner side of the rectangle is facing the kitchen. And right next to the kitchen is the entryway for the bar area. And next to that entrance is a door for the kitchen. So, I see people coming in from our outside patio or from the dining room and they come in and look at the entry to the kitchen and sometimes they kind of walk towards it but then they realize oh two feet away from the door is a big out opening where food comes out so they're thinking well food's coming out that's probably not the kitchen and then they look over they told us on the other side of the bar and they think they got to walk. They almost walk. Sometimes they walk behind the, begin to walk behind a bar. And I'll tell them, nope, you're getting, you're getting warmer, but you're, you're going into a dead end. So they just look around. And with a kind of a bewildered, oncoming panic that they have. I've seen young people, old people, well, younger, a younger guy kind of grabbing his well, younger guy. He looked to be about nine years old, the fella, and he was holding his back of his pants. So I knew he had to go. Probably probably had too much ice cream someplace or something. But I seen the kid, and I didn't screw around with him. I just said, hey, listen, around the bar here, and I pointed over there. You got to go over this way. And I point out the directions they have to go. I got to go. And right next to the ladies' room, where, where our bathrooms are, where there's alcoves, there's two alcoves in opening where there's inexplicably no place to have another room. That would be the place I'd put the bathroom. And that is exactly where the bathroom is. Come right in. And so as you go around the bar, there's a, a old uh, traffic signal. And you make a left and there's a ladies room. Right next to it, right? I mean, to the left of the traffic signal is the ladies' room. And then if you go further down past the bar, there's the men's room. Now, I had a friend years ago tell me, whenever he went someplace, and he meant a restaurant or a bar, he always looked for the exits and the bathrooms. Now, I understand the exits are life-saving. So if there's a fire or something like that, people just, you know, some of those trendy nightclubs or shitty nightclubs, speakeasy places that are open up in a uh, kind of like an old retail environment or factory. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea to look around a big space and say, where would the exits be? Now, in most restaurants nowadays, especially uh in you know first world countries exits are clearly labeled with lights that come on when there's a fire or an emergency to show you where the exits are 
And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty good with that. But the bathroom, I never saw this thing that you have to go and find the bathrooms before you sit down. Because I'm pretty confident. If I was, if I was wheelchair bound, I'd want to know if the bathrooms were handicap accessible. Clearly, that's understandable. But other than that, being mobile, I really, and no pun intended, I could give two shits where it is when I don't need to use the bathroom. I know there'll be one. And I've been to some horrible restrooms. Horrible. Have you ever seen the movie Train Spotting? There was um, Ewan McGregor went, I don't know if he was in, yeah, I think he was in a bar, some really seedy bar. And he went to take a, a drug that was given to him. And the bathroom was, it was, they labeled it the worst bathroom in Scotland. And it was the worst. And I've been in some places, really nasty bathrooms. The, the, the architecture I don't get of this. If you're going to put up, if you're going to put a urinal next to a toilet, you should put a splash wall there. You know? Because who wants to be sitting face level with someone face level peeing about two feet away? And if you coughed or if that person thought you said something and they turned around, while they're peeing. That could be like a recipe for a very, very funny joke. But also a disgusting incident. An ignominious end of a delightful night when you get peed upon a stranger. And our bathrooms are pretty much one-seaters. Unless you're going in with a close family member or friend that you really don't mind being next to it, we say, well, listen, we can use both, use this, you got to go bad and stuff. That's fine. But a stranger, you don't want a stranger without that splash wall right there in a tiny room. Now, if it was a little bigger room and it was spaced out a little more, no big deal. Once you put a stall in there, the wall, who cares how small it is? Right? The ladies' room's easy. There's only one seat there. So if two women walk in and says there's only one way to go for them. Well, technically only well, technically there's two places they can go in a sink. But we're talking about polite society. But pretty much everyone who is over thirty or over twenty has peed in a sink once or twice in their life. I've been stuck in a dorm room in an all-girls dorm that I snuck in, and they had a sink in their dorm. I know that's disgusting. I'm sorry, but I wasn't supposed to be there, and I had to pee, and there was a sink there. Yes, you're going to pee where you're going to pee. It's just the way it is. But finding restrooms should not be that anxiety-creating thing. They are there. Just look around you. But I'll tell you my one story. I went to a local establishment in Isle Morada called Hog Heaven. It's on the ocean side, right next to the bridge. The 
Snake Creek. I think it's the Snake Creek Bridge. Someone will correct me. Is it Snake Creek or Tavernier Creek Bridge? It's Snake Creek Bridge, I think. And uh, you have a, you, yeah, they got a big indoors, kind of like a warehouse, open design inside where they have like 20, 20 big tables, 30 big tables. I don't know, and a big dance floor. And then they got a big patio with a, with a outside bar, two, two or three outside, two outside bars, I think, um, where you could sit around in tables nearby and a long, a longer pier where people can sit along. So I get up to use the bathroom. It's my first time I recall ever using the bathroom there. I've, I've been, I think I've been there twice. The last time was 10 years before. I know. I live in the area. It's the second time I've been to the place. I don't get out much. So, I mean, I've been to a lot of places in Key West, but not so much up here. And the Hog Heaven's kind of like is a party bar. If you want to go out late late night down in Iamorata, that's the place you go for the less discerning. And then you have Pierre's, the downstairs bar for people if they want a little more fancy setting. Or Zane Gray's at the Almorada Fish Company or near the Almorada Fish Company, Worldwide Sports in Almorada. So I walk into the main room and I look around and I look around. For three minutes, I look around. And my issue with not finding it is that the kitchen door was right down one hallway and the bathroom was off to the right before you got to it. And I just assumed that was the kitchen and I didn't look for the bathroom anymore. I did see the ladies' room on the other side of the room, no problem. But I'm standing there and these people are just looking at me, standing around, turning, 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 turning. And... I recall I didn't say anything to them and eventually I just look, I lean over and look and I hear the people start laughing. Now, fortunately, I'm a grown-up, 58 years old. I don't give a shit if people are laughing at me as long as I found the bathroom and I didn't piss myself. But I knew I was going to find a bathroom. I knew there was a bathroom there. All I had to do was find it. The one thing I didn't want to do was walk the periphery of the whole building looking for it. I guess I could have held up my phone like it was a stud finder and had a pencil in my ear and pretend I was a carpenter looking for, you know, a load-bearing support or doing something or act like I was an inspector. Hey, listen, I'm, I just want to make sure that your exits are marked in your restrooms properly, you know, the health department, your, 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 your restroom is properly stocked with soap and towels. And there's a, please must wash hands there. And please must wash hands. Like, who is the one that enforces that? There are many employees I know in the restaurant business that do not wash their hands. I am one of them that washes their hands. I wash my hands so much that my hands get all dried out. 
So I got to be careful. I got to use lotion on my hands. So not everyone's immune to getting lost for wrestling, but I do. I do. I I don't recall the last time I asked someone. I I I've tried and said, you know, where where is your restroom? I walk into a diner or local diner and stuff, and I look at it objectively. People can't find the bathroom there at a local diner. And there's the front door and the back door and the kitchen door at the diner. You know it's not in the kitchen. I mean, I have been to places where you have to go through the kitchen to get to the bathroom. I have been in places. I went to a small French restaurant like that. We had to walk through the dishwashing area in order to get to the bathroom. That was quaint. But here, there's a back way entrance, a hallway, and almost certainly, when you see an open design, there's only one hallway, and one's clearly a door out, and the other's clearly a door to the kitchen. Go down the hallway, and you will find a bathroom. Almost 100% of the times, I guarantee you. So don't despair. Don't despair. You will find the bathroom. But if you really have to go, it may make sense to go and say, hey, listen, where's the bathroom? I just want to make a beeline to it. A beeline means from A to B. Straight line. But if they come to the catch, you're going to have to make a little detour sometimes. Okay. I want to talk to uh, our friends in the Ukraine. They are fighting. There is ferocious fighting going on as the Russians change to a more brutal and kind of like careless attacks using rockets and artillery against civilian emplacements. They're supposedly targeting military, but they're using more indiscriminate weapons. The rockets, they're not using cruise missiles that are marked, and they're precision-guided uh, weaponry is not that precise. So they're just going, going, going. Now, as this is going on, like I said in previous ones, the U- Ukrainians are finding... What do we got going here? Oh, I got a spam call. I got to turn off that phone. People say, turn off the phone. Why do you have the phone going on while, we're, while, while you're recording? Well, it's one of the attachments I have. What am I going to do? Turn off, you goddamn phone. There you go. So they're using rockets. And rockets, are there's multi-launch rockets they use. And they use them directionally. They'll, they'll hit a point. They've been hitting schools, um, hospitals, communication infrastructure. And really, these towns are looking pretty beat up now. Now, I understand what they're doing. They're going to create as much damage and try to uh, diminish the Ukrainian war-making capabilities to fight back. But as time goes on, more and more weaponry is making its way into hands of the Ukrainians. I mean, the only way they can stop the resupply is if they go to the eastern part of the country. Because as we speak... There's attempts to be uh, send fighter jets, more anti-air, anti-armor, small arms, humanitarian aid, food. Over a million Ukrainians are refugees in 
uh, friendly countries, you don't see a ton of them going into, you don't see refugees going into Russia. And on this point, an older gentleman who's a regular came into the catch. And I like the guy. He's a real sweetheart. But for some reason, he got the bug bad. He got the thing that this is Biden's fault. Maybe the Russians have a reason for it. He, had, he does all the Russian talking points, meaning these were Russian parts of Ukraine. They're just getting them back. And he goes, well, what news are you watching? And I said, well, I'm watching different news, right? But pretty much all the news is pretty much the same. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, BBC. He says, well, how about RT? I said, the RT network, the Russian channel? You go to the Russian channel to get your information? Now, here's the thing. Let me explain something to him. I was telling him. They are going to tell you their point of view. And if you believe the Russians aren't the aggressors and the Ukrainians and the West are the aggressors, then that certainly makes sense. But let me explain to you, friend. You are of a minority. About 17 to 20% of people may think somewhat like you. But the rest of them, 80%, are, you know, pro-West, pro-Ukraine. Now, there's people that aren't Trump lovers. They're some reason bought into the narrative that Ukraine is a neo-Nazi, neo-fascist state in the making. That's a Russian narrative. The Ukrainians had a bad history during World War II. Right? And that's over 77 years ago the end of World War II, 77 years ago. There is no one in the Ukrainian authority or chain of command who fought in World War II. Were there collaborators with the Germans that were Ukrainian? Yes. But they're not the same guys now. Okay? If you're using history as an example, and why not... If you're going to use history, why don't you see the history of the Ukraine, how they, what happened to them during the 1920s and 1930s. Get all the history. Just don't get the part of the history that suits the narrative that you're talking about. It's a big world out there. You have to know that the aggressors are going to try to tell their story from their point of view and make it as palatable as possible to suit their actions. And their actions are brutality and a massive, massive military aggression against a neighbor. They're going to build a narrative that says these are the reasons why it did. Now, if you break these reasons down, they don't make any sense. Fascist neo-Nazis and all this stuff. The president is Jewish. There are Jewish people in the Ukraine, the largest Jewish cultural center in Eastern Europe, or if not the world, was if, if it hasn't been destroyed by the Russians, was in Ukraine or is in Ukraine. There's a, there are Jews returning to Ukraine. If Ukraine was becoming, you know, Jewish people usually leave neo-Nazi fascist states when they're forming. They don't come back. They leave. 
Okay. So it's hard to combat, you know, it's hard to combat lies. It truly is hard to combat lies and the people that buy into them. And over the years, I remember seeing on Facebook a friend of mine who was quite progressive. Had a lot of progressive causes. And then all of a sudden, she started coming out saying these nasty things about certain politicians. And I noticed, I said, boy, she, she, she really, I don't know where she's getting her news from. And then some of the things that happened, the, the um, invasion of Crimea in the Donbass region, those changed things. And when that happened, she started spouting out the Russian narrative of why they took it, because there were Russian speakers there. And they were being abused by the majority Ukrainians, and they wanted to protect uh, ethnic Russians. So they used it as a land grab. Well, if that's your reasoning for that, thank God Mexico is a more powerful because there's a whole part of the United States, the southwestern part of the United States, that's heavily Spanish-speaking. And if being not treated well by the authorities is the benchmark for invasion, then maybe Mexico should take back Texas, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico. In Southern California. Is that what you're trying to say? Because there's people of another language in the area? South Florida. Should it become part of Cuba? Since there are Cubans that speak Spanish there? Would Cuba have a right to move in there to protect Cubans if they saw something, the government doing something they thought or manufactured. They use that all the time. They use that they use these narratives to justify their actions. But one of the things you can see that kind of disprove is that Russia is not playing any other news channel over there. They only have their state controlled news channels. They got rid of their independent news channels. They only have uh, they may there may be one news channel that's available that's independent. The rest are government controlled. Now the US that we on our cable network currently there's only one channel that's banned or one news organ and that's the RT network the Russian propaganda. But during World War II we did not play the Nazi Germany radio or American, the English channel explaining their point of view over here because we disagreed with it. You got to plan, you got to decide what side you're on and adhere to it. And a democratically elected free country in Eastern Europe is now being attacked by autocracy. And the U.S. made a decision to side with Ukraine. So did Switzerland. Switzerland made a decision to side with the Ukrainians. That's a huge thing. Finland and Sweden, also neutral countries, decided. Former friendly countries of Russia, close friends, such as 
Hungary, which is part of NATO, denounced Russia. And about within two weeks of the invasion, the uh, president or prime minister of Hungary was in Moscow talking to Putin, being friends with him, stuff like that. But the action, you know, the action has ostracized the people that were lukewarm on him or they were warm on him and now they're cold. So the only people that are friends with him right now of any significance are the Chinese. And even the Chinese are going to take a kind of cold view to Russia because they see that being locked out of the world economy. And it would be tougher for China because it is a larger economy. But we're seeing this play out right now in real time. And my hope is that uh, it doesn't take too long for Ukraine or Russia to see that they're not going to be able to achieve their goals. And that's where the next problem is. How do they extricate themselves out of the Ukraine without losing face? And that's all Putin cares about, losing face. If he loses face to his people, maybe they have to lock down everything and say, listen, we won. We achieved our objectives. That should be maybe during the negotiations and just leave. Unlikely that will happen. They need to have something uh, they can show or he needs to have something he can show to his people. That the red meat, the red meat will be um, the joining of the Crimean and the Donbass region. So they have a direct supply route, a land route from Russia to Donbass to the Crimea region. And the days that come with a, it looks like the Russian assault in the south is much more effective than the one in the north. The north is being heavily, heavily, heavily re- resisted in the south. Not so much. Well, I'm going to end it today. Today is Thursday. I uh, hope you all are well. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep on talking about this until it's over. It's something you don't sweep under a rug. You know, you got you to fight tyranny. Fight the power. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Keep on downloading, my friends.